This week's episode of Drunk Week in Review is brought to you by the letter L for legal brief, mostly so Cody doesn't get us sued. Anyway, here we go. The views and opinions expressed in this show are solely those of the host and do not reflect the official policy or position of the host employers. Any content provided by our host is their opinion and is not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, entity, individual, or anyone or anything. Enjoy the show, y'all. Welcome to episode 104, 104. That's the number of ways we've disappointed you over the past couple of years, and that's the episode number for today. Uh, as you can tell, Cody's not with us because we don't have some dumbass 80s action movie reference at the beginning of our episode that is mixed in with Limp Biscuit lyrics and a, I don't know, like a callback to something DMX did in 1992. Um... <laughs> He's at his Do you ever feel like those are like a far stretch? And you, I'm like, man, that's a far stretch, right? They some of them are, some of them are. But you know what? Um, I'm thankful that he does it because that just means it's one less thing. I, I have don't to have do. to do it. Yeah, you know? right. It's just one I don't have to be the one saying clever things because fuck me, I don't have anything clever to say. You know what I mean? Hundred percent agree. Be- because and I don't even know when when all that started. I'd have to go back and listen to Pretty Little Loggers. And see, like when that format kind of took over. Um, like when? When was the last time we were so hammered that we thought this would be a good idea? That would be the question. Yeah, we haven't done like a really drunk episode in a while, have we? Uh, that's probably for our benefit as much as it is our listeners. <laughs> uh, all six of them. God bless you. I love you so much. Uh, you should DM me, not on Instagram. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That sounded really weird. Fuck. That's all right. Here we go again. It's cool. all right. It's all right. We did have, Aaron and I have had a great conversation for the past 20 minutes um, over, over a couple of different topics waiting on Cody before we realized that, um, or before I had to call Cody and Cody realized that the text message he sent four hours ago, three hours ago, never went through. And he's trying to figure out why we're blowing up his phone. Like, hey, dude, are you jumping on? Are you, ju- you know, it's nine fifteen on the East Coast. Some of us want to go to bed soon, and Aaron's like, "It's six o'clock on the West Coast, and some of us would like to have dinner soon." And uh, you're really screwing it up. And he goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like he goes, "My text message it didn't never send. came through." Hey guys, by the way, I'm at my nephew's 18th birthday party, and I don't know if I'm going to be home in time. So you, we make it a who knows. Halfway through this episode, we may get a, a little bonus, a bonus special guest, and maybe maybe Cody pops in. Yeah, I guess you could say an honorable mention. An on oh, Cody is the honorable mention this week. Uh, I need. To wouldn't write that, that be? Wouldn't that be cool? Right. Like to, if he does, if he does this, I mean, his next beer tab is on me for so, sure. So I guess if, uh, well, I guess the the yeah, I would Venmo him like twenty five bucks if he does show up, because um, it would just be so fucking funny. Don't tell him though. No, 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 no. What, what I'm doing is I'm writing it down because I think the episode title, um, if he shows up, which people will have known one way or the other. So uh, the episode title is going to be Cody's Honorable Mention. Um, oh, man. But 
that's only if he shows up. And then people will understand four minutes into the podcast why it's called Cody's Honorable Mention if they clicked on it and the episode title was. Otherwise, we're going to have to come up with... Uh, I've got some other working titles based off of the topic for this week. Dude, this is our finest moment right now. Like, we did the top ten, whatever that was, which there was like five fucking honorable mentions, which I still don't forgive anybody for. Those were and yours. We had How, like, you, don't, we, you don't forgive us for them. They were no, no, yours. Nope. Nope. They were yours. I said it on air. I don't forgive you for it. But then there was... Uh, God, there's nothing oh, man, to forgive What was me. the other awesome... It, what is Butt Rock? The episode but, yeah, that Butt was Rock was so good. fun. I'm always a fan of our Drunk Year interview. I think we, I think those are always a lot of fun. Where, where we have to show up like three shots deep and describe what we talked or did this year. Yeah, where we talk yeah. about like our favorite songs, our favorite books, our favorite movies, our favorite whatever. Non-political topic. Yeah, it's like Obama's playlist. Every year I look forward to that thing. And you know who was on there one year? It was Isaiah Rashad's Headshots for the Locals. And that song to this day still fucking slaps. <laughs> Obama, Obama knows what's up, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say Obama's playlist. That's a good one. It uh, is. For real. Like, he had a. He has a I feel like very eclectic taste. I think he's had Jason Isbell on there. I feel like. If Bi- memory serves me. I feel like Biden's playlist would just be a bunch of, like, Beach Boys songs and maybe some Newsboys. And uh, is Newsboys the band I'm thinking of? Is that a band? Newsboys? No, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. Uh, Newsboys? I don't feel like that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Newsboys. uh, Maybe some Millie Vanilli. You know, we're really mixing it up. Um, That would probably be, like, on his, like, harder side would be the Millie Vanilli. George W. definitely listens to Waylon, right? No. No, no, no. George Duffy definitely has a shirt somewhere of Waylon Jennings, but that's not what he listens to. What he listens no, to... No, he's told us, he's, he told us he listens to Brown Eyed Girl. It's on his running playlist. Yep. That was in an op-ed. Yep. He's a... I was going to say... That was one of them. It's going to be like he a lot of... something rock and roll related. I gonna, don't remember what it was. Was it the Stones? I don't know. I, I feel like... I feel like the Stones are probably a little too heavy for him. He's probably a Beatles guy, like pre-Helter Skelter. Um, and Yeah, before communism, for sure. And That's the political thing. And then um, I'm going to say lots of Kenny G. Lots of smooth, easy-listening jazz. Um, and we'll mix it up every now and then because one of his grandchildren accidentally showed him a TikTok of like the postmodern jukebox and he thinks that's a real band um, and he doesn't realize it's just covers of music um, and so he thinks that like postmodern jukebox um, cover of like Creep by Radiohead is a really fantastically done thing except he can't quite get over the, the curse words in it that's, there you go. That's how I feel, George W. Bush. Anyhow, I think we're on a good track, though. <laughs> How's your week been, buddy? Terrible. Terrible. Oh, yeah. Uh, only for the reasons that we were talking about. Um, so it was really good because sure. uh, my dad my dad just left yesterday morning. We're recording this on a Thursday, so he left Wednesday morning. Um, he got to come up and see um, CTJ. Uh, which is always great. Um, we we just love having the grandparents around. One because 
we have such a happy baby and he just enjoys being around his grandparents and I think that you know that's that's a lot of fun when your kid enjoys your parents um but we had a really nasty storm rip through um and actually took out two trees and not like just a few limbs it took out half of a tree it fell across a whole piece of land um and so when I got home from work dad helped me clean up and rebuild a section of fence so the horses didn't get out and then we had plans to fix it the next day um and when I got home he <laughs> he had done all of it already so like he <laughs> I feel bad like I, I just feel really bad um I, I, we're also extremely grateful for it but you know you feel terrible about it um but other than that, no, like those are always highlights. I say it went bad uh, mostly because I have, I'm on, I haven't ran since Saturday and I still have at least two more Saturdays to go before I'm willing to run again. Cause I have the worst plantar fasciitis in one of my feet right now that to the point that I ran five miles on Sunday, I, or Saturday, Sunday morning, I got out of bed um, and I almost collapsed just from plant, like just from the weight, um, just from stepping down on that foot. My, it felt so bruised and tender that I couldn't put weight on it and I almost just like collapsed right there on the floor. Um, so that was not a good feeling, my guy, yeah, not a good feeling, yeah. but you know, I do remember you were nursing a knee injury way back when. So if I know anything is, you know, that, uh, you know how to take care of yourself out there, so yeah. I, this one I just pushed. I pushed way too hard for way too long, and I, I recognized the signs of this maybe about a month and a half ago, and I went, "No, it's fine. I'm not. I'm not a marathon runner or anything. I'm not like doing so much distance. This is nothing other than what I've been doing. Why would it?" And then it did affect me. So. Um, yeah, then you have this realization where you're like, "Oh shit, I'm not an elite level athlete." Yeah, and then you, and then you go, "Oh, it's like it's not getting better. I'm not 20 something anymore, and I can just run through the pain and then wake up the next morning and it's fine." Stuff is starting. Dude, to Dude, that's out. why I started doing the like the physical therapy and like after the bike crash, you know, I was really I've been reflecting on this idea of what if I crashed so hard that I couldn't ride a bike again, and I'm. I think about this when I'm riding. It, it's like riding has become this meditative quality for me where I'm thinking about my friends. I'm thinking about maybe, you know, this podcast three years ago and I'm all fucking wasted saying <laughs> stupid shit on air. You know, like, I'm like... I get it. So... I use my um, I use my know, runs to, like, design things. Like, hey, I gotta, I gotta do this. What is... And so... Oh, dinners, man. Yeah, or like plan for, dinners yeah. or, you know, because I'm just there and it's it's repetitive action. I'm, I'm not doing anything other than picking my foot up and putting it back down. You know, you're not doing anything other than moving moving that pedal around in a circle and it's just repetitive action. So you're going, okay, like I got to fill... I got to fill my mind with something. Otherwise, I'm going to focus on how bad this sucks right now. And once I focus on how bad this sucks, then you just death spiral and you're like, fuck it. I'm turning around. I'm quitting. I don't want to do this anymore. So that's where I started adding in like the other things that fill that void. You know, I'm not terribly uh, fond of the physical therapy, but as we get older, we're, we're more prone to injury because we're not bouncy anymore. <laughs> right. So in order to stay in really good shape, 
I have to work out a new way and I'm not an elite athlete. So I just, I'm trying to like, be like, okay, have fun at what you think you're good at, but maintain this normal baseline elsewhere. So, you know, the weekend I was all jacked up and I, I couldn't really even hold up a, the act of holding up a beer can even right now hurts my wrist. Um, so I sprained it pretty good. Um, so, <laughs> you just, sorry, man. Did you just blank? That's all right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you yeah, so, do you listen anyway. to music when you ride? Do you have headphones? Yeah. Yeah, See? I've been updating a uh, playlist <sighs> for for a few years. I, I switched things out. Cody listens to music when he runs. A lot of people listen to music when they run, and like I, I go out there and I just raw dog it um, because I find that the beat screws with my tempo if i'm trying to run if i'm trying to work on a pace the the beat of the song screws with my tempo so yeah the running for me the running for me is a lot of like it is a exercise in mental fortitude discipline no it's just i have to keep my mind off of anything other than running um because if i start thinking about the pace or the run or anything like that i get really like I can see my time start going down and stuff like that because I start focusing on, ooh, that feels a little funny, or why is my stride feel different, or oh man, my legs are starting to get tired or stuff like that. Um, For us, it's a little more tactical because you can't really just muscle your way through anything. Um, what happens is you sort of think that you fall into a certain category if you're really small you can climb hills really quick uh if you're a big guy basically you're just a team guy you know you set other people up so they can go climb the hills faster than you you know um so when i'm out riding with these guys i just kind of play like the team guy card i'm like yeah man like i'm not gonna beat you on this but i will absolutely pull you as long as i can and then you pull me up this hill and then we can you know I'm going to have to catch my breath, but I, I'll, I'll continue to, to push on. So it's kind of learned how to use the bike to make you a little bit faster um, and somehow push yourself just even a little bit harder than you think you can. That's crazy, dude. That's the cool thing about the bike, I guess, um, is is that kind of uh, team ride or in, intuitive um, know where you can get the most for what you put out. I think I need to get one. I keep saying that and had we not just had to buy new implements out here, I definitely would got it. But I think I need to get one. That's going to be on my to-do list. Hmm. Also, I made a really Dude, good... Somebody e- talked about uh, a triathlon recently, and they said it was a 5K. I, I don't want to do anything psycho, right? But like a 5K with a one-mile run or, or one-mile... Uh, swim? half-mile swim? I don't know, but those are fucking... Like a one-mile swim is still a long fucking distance. But I also have like a, a race bike, and it's usually you know? like a ten mile race, or like a ten mile bike. It's like 14, 14 miles of riding bikes. There you go. That's what. That's the big number, I guess. But you're like, but can, come on, guy. Like, but can you do it wet? Because that th- isn't the bike the last event. Yeah, I mean, like you're just, dude. Oh. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm doing it out in the Pacific Northwest for sure, man, because it's fucking cold. But if you were in San Diego, you were like, yeah, man, 
let's go out there and do a triathlon. What? I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude, let's go. I feel like the sound. <laughs> I feel like the sound is probably not that cold, isn't it? Probably it's probably pretty temperate, oh, right? It's not that great. Was it? Like it's the, not that great. Like it's like what, it's fifty-five oh, degrees, okay. man. Does it stay that way all year round? Fifty-six degrees, if memory serves. I think it's fifty-six degrees year round. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great during the winter, though. That would be a fun one to do a, like a winter triathlon, because uh, you get that fifty-six degree water, you know, warm yourself up a little bit. Yeah. Right. Right, and then go get on the bike. I don't know, man. I like I like winter running. You know, ideal ideal running temperature for me is like somewhere between fifty and sixty degrees because I'm not sweating, but I'm not cold. Let me let me throw this one at you. Um, let's get you wet, put you on a bike, and on the flats, you know that you can maintain twenty five miles an hour. <laughs> little, do a little and air. There's wind chill. Do a little wind chill math in there. <laughs> right, <laughs> and it's 55 degrees outside. What does that turn you into? Does that turn you into 25 degrees? I bet. I don't know, man. Just put a put a it feels like 25 degrees. Put a wetsuit on. You're yeah, fine. That that's nah, just just bike with a wetsuit for an hour of that. I I don't know. You know, a friend of mine went and did a gravel race, and the night before the race, the official said this is canceled. Some people are coming out, and it's unsanctioned, but it's canceled. And so a bunch of people showed up for this gravel race, and they were like, just so you know, this is unsanctioned, and this is dangerous. <laughs> like, this, or no, it's it's unsupported, and it is dangerous. Like, we have canceled this race, and people still showed up for this fucking thing. Yeah. And it was like, there were snowed out areas, and people were just like, going for it heating over it you know Just going for it get out of here and my buddy was like hell no man i think i'll die on this thing like he got 20 miles in and you're like i'm getting not hypothermic but i'm getting you're there. getting there getting close oh how was your week we talked about mine oh shit man uh just recovering the injury from the crash um i was saying that uh what i've started to do is just like uh keep running um doing the pt but also uh we went on a really badass hike that that thing was pretty good it was uh up spray falls over there on mount rainier something that you and i should absolutely do um i get paid next to, time I get, you come out i get paid to walk up mountains um i don't do it in my off time oh okay you're i uh i hate it when i have to do it <laughs> and i don't want to do it Oh, these guys, they trail run it. It's insane. I know. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Uh, so, you uh, a couple times you've uh, on those uh, hikes, you tagged Maddie in uh, Strava, and I don't think she has a Strava account, but you write her name in, and you can actually click on her name, and it takes you some random dude's Strava account. <laughs> No, it's hers. That's her brother. Oh, is that, that what it is? Away. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. That's, I think, whatever account is connected to. Gotcha. Because I clicked on it. I was like, that is not Maddie. Yeah. I've yeah. seen Maddie. That's not Maddie. No, that's her account. That is absolutely her account. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I think that's it. 
Um, there's some fun stuff in the news, but nothing worth covering. Uh, out of like 78 indictments, nothing, no big deal. Um, <laughs> this. I mean, what are they gonna do? Fire him? Yeah. I don't know. Whoop de doo! Like at this point, it's all like news coverage, and I'm like, "Fuck that guy! That's free marketing, bro." Hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Like, hundred percent. Who cares? It is. Go after that Hunter Biden guy. It is only helping your. (laughs) You know what I mean? It is only helping your campaign at this point. (laughs) Do do more dumb stuff. If the Republicans want to do anything right, just go after Hunter Biden, bro. Just go prove that he did some cocaine in the fucking hot. The White House. You Again, know I mean? the dude can only get so cool. Like, There's only so much cool stuff this guy can do before I'm like, stop it. I can't take it anymore. I need him to run for president. Um, <laughs> if you could do coke in the White House, would you? <laughs> sure. I think like, I would. Like, Why not? I don't know. <laughs> if it was offered to you. I just don't feel like... I feel like that's not the best place to be all like jazzed up and hyper in the world is in the White House. Um, I feel like... Oh, you don't want to be excited about government? I I feel like there's cooler and better places to... Like, cooler and better unsanctioned places to be doing illicit illicit narcotics. Um, like, okay. I don't know. Uh, so, so what is that? I don't know. Just like hypothetically speaking. Off the top of my head, I don't know, like... Um, Ooh. Pyramids of Giza. I knew it. No, I was thinking, I was thinking like the Large Hadron Collider. Um, I think that'd be super cool to just be like blazed out of your, just like high as shit on cocaine and watching particles smash into each other in Switzerland. Um, yeah. I think that would just be like a real, a real heavy experience. Um, and then I'm going to have to say some like, some secret um uap slash ufo laboratory i think those oh definitely i think like definitely if i'm doing cocaine in a place i'm not supposed to be doing cocaine in that it potentially is a federal crime a uh, large hadron collider i think it'd just be super cool because i figure if i'm if i have enough cocaine in my system and my brain's going that fast i can see the particles moving i love this i love this um <laughs> Do you remember Independence Day with uh Yeah, with Will Smith and Yeah, yeah. Right, right. You remember uh the doctor that runs the alien program? Yeah. Yeah, the super crazy that dude guy who gets the like, tentacle around his like, All right, man. Do you uh want a bump? Yes. Before you see it? Yes. 100%. Yes. Okay, so we can't tell the president about this. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Absolutely. And then cocaine, and then flash forward <laughs> to five minutes later, me trying to jumpstart an alien s- ship going, it's no different than a helicopter, I got this. <laughs> See, so much better than the White House. So much better than the White House. What am I going to do, yeah. like, go look for Bill Clinton's lost saxophone, or I don't fucking know. Boring, for yeah. sure. Take mm, me to Area 51. Good point. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I like that. Um, This week's topic was handed in by a loyal listener of ours, and only because I'm one of the hosts is he a loyal listener. So my father, while we're sitting around hanging out, watching the Rangers get swept by the... Who did they get swept by? Somebody they shouldn't have gotten swept by. That's who they got swept by. 
Tampa. Nope, nope. I can't remember. Anyways, as they're losing, um, we're sitting here talking about it. He goes, you know what would be a fun episode? Is things that people say all the time that are just grammatically incorrect or is is like a word that society uses all the time incorrectly. So I jotted... Ugh, literally. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we're going to start off with literally. Um, but I jotted down some notes. Aaron, do you have some notes anywhere? Because, like, this is... We need to... We need to add to this. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things on here. Um, but as we think of them, just jot them out. Uh, but okay. we're going to start off with literally. Uh, when I was building this and I said, hey, guys, the notes for the week are in the dro- or are on the shared document that contained the meeting link. Um, I'm sure everybody's eyes kind of glazed over and they went, notes. We haven't done notes in like a year since we did structured podcast and da 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 da. Well, we have notes this we week. We did that? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all pissed and moaned about my notes every week. Um, <laughs> so we're going to start off with literally because Aaron literally hated a structured podcast format. Did I use that correctly? That's actually true. <laughs> Talk to me about, uh, about your hatred for the word literally as it is used in the American uh, American lexicon. Lexicon. Thank you. I was, I was trying to say vernacular, but vernacular is the wrong word. Lexicon. Well, man. Um, so it, it really never actually bothered me. Um, I think that somebody educated me when I said it incorrectly. And um, I always took note of what what it meant when other people were doing it but I never felt confident enough to actually educate them on it but I always caught that it was used in instances um, where the word actually should have been um, or maybe figurative maybe people correct so um, yeah never really been all that much bothered by it it's just a, a kind of a funny word that people have kind of fallen back on kind of like how i drop the f-bomb like once a paragraph you know what i mean yeah like so it doesn't me, need to be there let me give you some examples of of literally and uh, you tell me if you're bothered by it um you're standing around at a party and somebody is talking and they go omg my head literally exploded when I heard that she got back with him. Scale of 1 to 10, how are we bothered by that? Hmm. I take note that they're... Oh, you want a scale of 1 to 10? All right, man. It's like a 7. It's a 7? Hey, what is it about it? That my head literally exploded when I heard she got back together with him. I think it's... Not being educated. Like, I think there's good word usage that we can, uh, I think there's good verbiage that we can use that describes things in a more, in a way that expresses more depth. I like that. I like that. So, uh, my, my crutch word, by the way, and I know this now, is my crutch word is so, and I, I tend to use that a lot. Uh, going into this, 
you said, hey, it's instead of using literally. We I think be people using, do have crutch words. Yeah, no, my crutch, uh, my crutch word is so. I know it. My, yeah, I mean, I teach. That's but, that's uh, all I do we now have is teach. A way of entering into other information and keeping a uh, steady rhythm. I think it makes sense. Yeah, but. I, I digress. No worries, no worries. Uh, you kept saying the that your what was your what was your um, goodness gracious. We have a whole podcast on words today, and my words are not coming out, which is going to be really awkward. Uh, what was your response to? I mean, I smoked a joint before the podcast, <laughs> so what was your response so, to literally? Yeah, good luck. You're like, hey, instead of literally, we should probably be using. Yeah. So in this instance, where uh, so and so got back together with boyfriend, and somebody's head literally exploded when they heard about the information. I'd say, and I'm kind of angry with the person that made this really poor decision. It didn't work out the first time, you know. Um, I don't know how to say that in one sentence or less. I guess, like I think I would have said, I my head figuratively exploded. But nobody says. There you go. But nobody says figuratively. Figuratively speaking, my head felt like it exploded. My head could have exploded. We can give it that little bit of. We can give it that. I little was so b- disappointed. Yeah, we could have. Dun dun. Give it. Oh, yeah. Give him the old dad disappointment. That's a. That's a tough <laughs> one to get over. <laughs> that. W- I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Tearjerker, right there, buddy. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Hmm. Right in the feels. Then you disarm people a little bit because you know it's it's become a little wink and a joke, yeah. and I like that. Um, yeah, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Uh, okay, literally, yeah, cool. literally, literally is uh, hmm, literally the the other one to to uh, to ca- uh, to piggyback just to. Uh, just to piggyback on what Aaron was saying here, our favorite Friday afternoon phrase. Uh, let me just uh, piggyback on what Aaron was saying here. Um, like. So, yep. like in the middle of sentences, uh, when it's not used as a comparative conjunct- or a comparative item, uh, this tasted like salt, this, you know, this felt like wool, uh, but like when like it's like used like every like I don't know like every third like word in like a sentence like that. Yeah, I should probably drop the the stonerisms, huh? You don't say that, and if you, you sure? do, and if you do, it's not that noticeable. Mm. It's not that noticeable. I will give I will give every every person uh, probably one like every other sentence used incorrectly you and i go back and listen to this podcast and there's like 60 of them oh, see right there <laughs> but i'm gonna give you one like every two sentences you know you can you can have one bro i'm telling you i dropped them i did no i know you did but like you weren't like uh like doing it like every like every other like word you know like that there's like a difference between like saying like like all the time and like you know interspersing it like every three words <laughs> i guess it's about connecting information yeah right maybe put and, more uh, than when you <laughs> connect information you're trying to keep a steady flow so it's made me stop because i wonder 
am I just talking too much? So, anyway, or or um, maybe maybe you're talking too fast. Uh, I, one of the things one of the things I've learned uh, going through some um, some different schools that talk about how to be an effective instructor, how to be an effective teacher is when you find yourself using those crutch words, the ums, the so's, the likes, when you're interspersing that between ideas, it's simply your mouth is outpacing your brain. You're trying to get the words out, but your brain can't keep up with what you're saying, so you're, you, we're using these crutch words, we're using the ums to slow our mouth down to let the ideas process and catch up and get out. So maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you are... And I think you have lots of coherent ideas. Uh, I, I find it very far and few between that you're unintelligible. Um, and maybe it's just one of those. Unless the, this was three years ago when I was all hammered. Well, a beer doesn't count. All Alcohol right. removed from oh, the situation. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Alcohol removed. Like we're, we're give this guy a breathalyzer next time he comes on the podcast. <laughs> they, right, that guys? first episode was a little rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I think maybe that's all it is. I run into it all the time. We're um, either myself or another coworker, and we we kind of after each time that we we give a class because we give the same classes over and over and over. Every two weeks, I teach the same stuff. <laughs> so I teach the same stuff for two weeks. I have a couple days off, then I teach the same stuff for two weeks, and that's it's a never ending cycle, and it's going to be this way for three years. And so we're always constantly evaluating, going, what does this feel like? And those are a lot of the common notes. Hey, man, you're uh, you're leaning really hard on your crutch words again. You, you seem to be teaching the class really fast. So maybe simply that's all it is. Is uh, If you feel yourself doing that, maybe you're just talking a little quick. Who knows? I like that. Yeah. Trying to I like that feedback, too. Trying to be supportive here. Like I said, I, I finally... I find it very far and few between that you have incoherent or unintelligible or rambling comments. So what do you suppose would be another word that could be classified as, uh, well, I, I mean, do we want to stick with, kill, uh, no, 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 I got do one. Do we want to stick with, uh, I got one that's not on the filler list. words. What do you got? Well, I got one got? that's not on the list that Hit might it. make some people, uh, might make some people fairly upset. So let's talk about. Oh, yes. No. Let's talk about irregardless versus regardless. Okay. So it doesn't matter that it doesn't matter versus it doesn't matter. Is that. Is that the well, discussion that we're having? Well, this is one of those that uh, use the word lexicon earlier uh it's more of a cl- hopefully that was correct it, 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 it seemed like it was seems 100% like it is 100% correct and i couldn't think of the term oh. i kept thinking vernacular um this is a colloquialism <laughs> irregardless oh no dude if we were at the bar right now there'd be people throwing beer cans at us like, i know you guys I know. shut the fuck Where? up over Where? there i don't want to hear about your fucking intelligible bullshit <laughs> <laughs> Hey. So regardless, regardless and irregardless, much like okay. flammable and inflammable, mean the same thing. <laughs> they mean the exact same thing. However, irregardless is like not 
technically a word, <laughs> but people still use it. It is a colloquialism. Can we go back to that regardless? It just means it doesn't matter, right? Regardless. Yeah, without without consideration, in spite of everything, anyway. In spite of everything. Yeah, anyway. Okay. Like, yeah. Hey, regardless, regardless of the decision, we're still going to do this. Or regardless of the outcome, we're still going to do this. You know, whatever the case is. This is the conclusion that we came to. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, Ir- got it. Irregardless of the information presented, we're still going to do this. Irregardless of what Aaron thinks about the word literally, I'm still going to literally lose my mind if he doesn't recognize regardless we are kicking you off this kickball team and it's the fifth grade and you're like i am destroyed by this bigger kid that used bigger words than me wow that's why i hate that word so regardless is the (laughs) grammatically correct version irregardless because this is one of those that because Regardless had been used so wrong for so long because irregard or because regardless had been bastardized into irregardless for so long, it became colloquial. It became a colloquialism and it then it is unofficially an accepted alternate to the word regardless. And people still lose Dude, their that shit. That makes me so depressed because you know what Pittsburgh came up with? Yizens. Yizens? I don't know what the fuck is a Yizens. Yeah. Y'all. Oh, okay. Yizens. I like y'all that. Y'all is one of them, too. I know that it's like a you all, well, and I love that. I love y'all. Well, hold Makes on. a lot of sense. Hold on a second, then. Uh, you took you took foreign languages. So you took Spanish, right? Yes. Okay, so follow me on this. When we conjugate a verb and we, call, we conjugate it into the I form, that's yo, Yo tango. Uh, the U form being two. The formal, was it the I, what's our conjugation chart? I is yo, two. And then, oh shit. And then you have like the he, she, he, she, it, the L, ea. And then you have the we form which is the nosotros, and then you go all the way down to, like, the formal version of it being vu, but there's a sixth conjugation, which is vosotros, and vosotros is the Spanish for, like, y'all. It's a group of you. We're not the only language with y'all. Just saying. I'll buy it. You don't have to convince me, man. But Yizens, I like Yizens. Is in Pittsburgh. I I prefer y'all. It's correct. I find, but it is also colloquial. Yeah. If you're referring, sorry, vosotros is used when an individual person or speaker is addressing a group of two or more people. It is a group of you. <laughs> it's y'all. It the plural as you and others being. Oh, I would probably use it towards like a corporate entity. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, like when I'm doing official correspondence. <clears throat> okay, okay. Well, irregardless of your thoughts on that one, what do you think about the word ironic? <laughs> oh boy. As Alanis uh, Morris said, isn't this a tough? Isn't this a tough one? Yeah. Isn't 
is everything oh you know what you know what uh let's do this because let's just use Alanis Morissette's ironic and determine if indeed anything in there is ironic well first I guess okay. I th I, first I think we need to define irony uh, so I've I've got a a few different things here. Um, okay, I'll drop it over here in, the, in a group chat. No, no, so no just pull it up, read it off. Pull it up, read it off. The listeners want to know what irony means, anyways. So what is irony? All right. Here? So I've got uh, the expression of one's meaning by using language that normally signifies the opposite, typically for a humorous or emphatic effect. What a beautiful Don't day when it's raining outside. That would be an example. There you go. Um, another example, or uh, another explanation uh, or definition would be a state of affairs or an event that seems deliberately contrary to what one expects and is often amusing as a result. A fire station burning down. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that is ironic, isn't it? Or a literary technique originally used in Greek tragedy by which the full significance of a character's words or actions are clear to the audience or the reader, although unknown to the character. And I the killer, suppose that's what... The killer is hiding in the closet, and everybody watching the movie knows it, but the person on the screen doesn't. There you go. Okay. With that in mind, is an old man who turns 98 wins the lottery and dies the next day, ironic or unfortunate. Boy, that is right there in the <laughs> middle, isn't it? <laughs> you are forcing me to take a stance, aren't you? Yep. Is that ironic or unfortunate? Knowing uh, that the outcome of the situation is, is contrary to what it, was expected. Uh, is it humorous that he died after winning all of this money? It's a dramatic it's for it it's is. for dramatic effect. But oh, okay. But does the audience know that he's going to die, and the old man doesn't know he's going to die? You have just gone into the metaverse, bro. What do you think? Well, I pose the question. I know what my answer is. No, man. I like, know what my answer is. You have just stumped me. It's. Um, I think it's unfortunate. I do not think it's un ironic. A black. The metaverse for me it doesn't even matter. A black fly in your Chardonnay is not ironic. Again, unfortunate. Yes. A death row pardon. I concede to that. A death row pardon two minutes too late is not ironic. It's unfortunate. It's tragic. Tragic. No, that's just fucking tragic. Rain on your wedding day? Nope. Bad news? Yep. Is that what that is? Yeah, a free ride when you've already paid? I don't know. Good advice that you just didn't take. That's just you being an idiot. You didn't take good there advice. Go. It's not ironic. Uh, if Mr. Play It Safe, who's afraid to fly, finally decides to get on a flight and the plane crashed down, is it ironic? Yeah. No, man. That's really tragic. That's just statistics. Like, yeah, that's tragic. It's not ironic. Hold on. A state of affairs or an event that seems deliberate, contrary to what one expects, and is often amusing as a result. Hold on a second there. Contrary to one, what one expects. 
Mr. Plate Slafe is afraid to fly. He doesn't fly because he's afraid the plane is going to crash. And then he gets on the plane and it crashes. That is in line with his expectations. Therefore, not ironic. No, it's amusing. Yeah, no, it's amusing, but it's not and ironic because it's, it's I, exactly what he thought was going to happen. <laughs> the iron, the irony is, I thought this would happen to me. No, no. having this discussion, the irony <laughs> is, I, I thought this would happen to me. Nah, I, I, I maintain that once that again, it's funny. Come on, it's you know, it's funny. I maintain that it's just statistics. Uh, I think that one falls right there in the middle. I'll, I'll let you have it though, if if you want to argue about it. Uh, a traffic jam when you're already late. It's not ironic you're already late. You weren't getting any earlier. Yeah, stupidity. There you go. Uh, no smoking sign oh, man, on your... No, yeah. yeah, no, you're fine. Using that incorrectly. No, that's fine. A no smoking sign on your cigarette break. Go somewhere else. Uh, 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. That sounds like a purchasing order, and I would probably f- have an ish- have a discussion with who my manager was. What does that mean? What does that mean? What it's like? Is that like a? I don't know. I'm I'm literally just reading the lick. I am literally reading Alanis Morissette's ironics lyrics. All right, keep going. Uh, meeting the man of my dreams and then meeting his beautiful wife. Not ironic. You just didn't know him before then. All right. No, that's it. Otherwise, we get back into the chorus again. Okay. Yeah, well, don't need to do that again. I don't think anything in her anything in her song is ironic. That was your favorite. Uh okay, here's a good one. I could care less. Aaron, I could care less. Okay. I could care less about what okay. you think. What am I saying? I do not care. No. No, no, no. If I say, okay, okay, what am I saying when I say I couldn't care less? Bet. Bet. Cap. No cap. Bet. There I was. No cap. Like, you're like, when people are like, (laughs) there it is again, man. Um, I get it. I could care less. Yeah, that that one's out there, isn't it? No, it's not. When you say, I could care less, you were saying that you care a little bit, yet I still have a little bit less that I could Could care. Could go lower. However, if I couldn't care less, I physically, mentally, emotionally cannot care about this any less than I care about it right now, which means I don't give a shit about it as it stands. I'm already at a zero. It's a state of mind. No, it's a good state of mind to be. It's like Zen. If you can get to Zen, it's a good thing. It's like a state of mind where you're like, I think I could probably care about this less than oh. what I care about it now. But I'm saying in general terms, as people use it, I couldn't care less versus I could care less. Next time somebody says, I, okay. could, I could care less, you just hit them in the face and you go, could you though? Could you care a little bit less about this? Because I feel like what you're showing me already shows that you don't give a shit, and you're saying that you could give even less of a shit. However, your work performance says you already don't give a shit. So how how, how can you give less of a shit about what you're doing? 
Well, they failed that. to actually do their job at some point. Yeah, but now they're taking like an active role in not doing their job. <laughs> and they're still saying, I could care Oh, that's called quiet kidding. Quiet quitting, quitting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. Yeah. Uh, Funny. What else we got? We got? Okay. Okay. This is one that I put in there because it's not the full phrase. Uh, let them eat cake. So while the phrase let them eat cake is not wrong, it's not the full phrase. Do you know what the full phrase is and who it's not? I don't. Okay, so this is generally attributed to Marie Antoinette. Uh, however, it there's some sources say that it was actually written about 24 years prior to to it being attributed to her uh, by a French man, Jean-Jacques Rousseau, uh, Confessions in 1765. And the whole phrase in his passage of confession is, At length, I remember the last resort of a great princess who, when told the peasants had no bread, replied, Let them eat brioche. The peasants had no bread, and she said, If they don't have bread, then just let them eat cake. Oh. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people don't know that that's, there is more to that phrase. Um, I only use that because that is... I'm trying to think of the the let them eat cake, they, uh, that kind of like laissez... That's not laissez-faire. Is it laissez-faire? Is that the like hands-off approach to it? It's the ignoramus of the wealthy saying, well, let them eat cake, uh, but without it in context... That's just oh, understood. So she was Austrian, married into the French imperial family, and she used a different word and just thought maybe it was, if they don't have this, then why aren't they eating that kind of thing? Uh, not, what you're, not sure. Uh, is the, that what you're asking? So not or, sure. Or the French phrase is, it's, so it's a bad translation because the French phrase um, is uh, translates to brioche. A bread enriched. Oh, so with literally translates to brioche. Yes, uh, it's a bread enriched with butter and eggs, considered a luxury food, and somehow it's been bastardized into let them eat cake. Curious. Yeah. yeah. I do love me a brioche, and it is a fancy bread for sure. I mean, I made really good brioche buns the other day. Ooh, burgers. Yeah. Oh, I love those brioche. Mm, my guy. The last time I did it, I made a double batch of them, and uh, my KitchenAid stand mixer cannot make stand up to a double batch, and I ended up I ended up burning up all the grease inside of it, and having to completely take it apart. And uh, when I pulled out the grease, it was completely black, and I ended up having to swap all the grease out. It, the back of it was actually smoking because I'd worked it so hard. When you, when you, hand yeah, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to doing some bacon myself. Yeah. So when you hand make, uh, when you hand make the brioche buns, that stand mixer is supposed to run about 10 to 15 minutes, um, on a like medium speed. And I did a double batch, which is super thick and it made it about five minutes before it started smoking. And I went, mm, I hope these come out all right. <laughs> uh, Dancing with the devil, yeah. my friend. What other, before we get into these three, oh, where are we at time wise? Yeah. Yeah. Before we get into these three fun, serious ones, what other stuff in the American lexicon, to use your word, which 
I need to start incorporating a little bit more. Um, what other phrases or words like make your make your eyeball twitch when people say them to you? That's no, no, no. Oh man, uh, nothing comes to mind. Ooh, good versus well. You, any good versus well. Hmm. Yeah, that one. That one. That one eyeball twitches me a little bit. Um, the uh, I'm trying to think of how it gets used incorrectly all the time. Where? Uh, do, 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 do. Hey man, do you think I did good on that? No, I think you did well. You know what, man? I think you did. I, well. I don't. I, I don't mind talking like that sometimes, where I'm just like. I'm just trying to express an idea quickly. Um, so I, I think there's a place where you can just try to express an idea, and that's okay. But, I mean, that is a far-fetched... Uh, I'm just going for with... approving grammar usage, I guess. I'm just going with the general, like, the general public. If we're going to go, go along this... If we're going to go along this line of literally ironic, I couldn't care less... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good versus well. Uh, way I always remember it is food tastes good, actions are done well. Good one. Yeah. My uh, my bike ride went well today. The uh, burger I had afterward tasted pretty good. What's it mean if the bike ride was good though? Who? But the bike ride wouldn't. The bike ride wouldn't be good. The bike ride would. Oh shit! Yeah, yep. That's ooh yeah. I went for there's, a really because there's like the emotional attachment to it of I felt really good about the bike ride, but the bike ride went well. So that would have to do with the adverb, right? So that would have to be the way that it's being described. If you're talking about the bike ride as a verb, it could be the difference between like a technical riding. And a literary writing. Yeah. So if the if the bike, right? yeah. So if you're talking about the the bike, it that would go on the syntax of it. If the bike ride was the oh syntax, goddamn man. <laughs> yeah. If, nice. Yeah. If the bike, right? yeah. If the bike ride, yeah. If the ride was the subject, the if the action verb was the subject of the sentence, then it would be well. Um, but if the like if the um, if if you felt good about the bike ride, then feel would be the subject of it, which ties into good because feel's not an action verb. Sure, sure, dude. I I, you know what one of my favorite things is <laughs> on. Like like I've <laughs> I've told very few people about this, but I love um, vocabulary because I find vocabulary to be a fascinating way of like describing interesting things and um i once heard somebody say and i was super super hammered um but he said that whatever happened became the fulcrum of a relationship's issue oh okay so what had happened became like the teeter point of the it it became the point upon which the relationship trajectory it it Whoa. wrote the trajectory. No, 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 no. Right? No, because the fulcrum will be... The fulcrum is the point about No, which it's a pain point. It is a point of which things change. Mm, it's a point upon you which change... You can use change. it to make things change. No, no, no. It, The fulcrum will be the point upon 
which things balance and uh, like the lever it's leverage because the fulcrum is the point on which something um so if i have a what do you fucking call it a seesaw a seesaw the point which the the seesaw is pinned that that little triangle that's the fulcrum about which it rotates that would be the fulcrum so the fulcrum of that relationship would be the point on which everything teeters and totters so you just got a brand new chihuahua that's pissing all over the house and it's causing you so much stress in the relationship because it's damaging everything and you keep having to pay to get all the carpets cleaned professionally and all that and it becomes a pain point that chihuahua is now the fulcrum because your relationship is living or dying on that one thing I love that sentence I'm glad you shared that with me isn't that cool man can you say that sentence again because that is a like uh, that is a very well put sentence yeah so it was said that This action that I had became a fulcrum point for our relationship. Yeah. Cool, right? Yeah. That is dope. That is good. Yeah, it was um anyhow. Things uh Yeah, I have a lot I have a lot of fun with vocabulary. That like I find it to be a, a really great way of um describing people or trying to understand people's actions because um, I find that not everything that happens in life is this personal thing. It's it's always really detached and, and some of the best ways to describe that can be used with vocabulary because it's not always about you and um, or in this case, you know, uh, when people are talking to me, it's not necessarily even about me. And that's like this weird ism uh, or or lens through which I've been viewing the world. Um, the let's see if I can have some more fun ones for vocabulary. Since you, since you brought up vocabulary, uh, any ways, uh, any way does not have an s on the end of it. For those of you who care out there, it's just anyway. It's not anyways. All right, well, anyways. <laughs> uh, and then here's a cheat. I, I don't get pissy about this one uh, because it's it's hard enough enough for me to remember. But who versus whom? A little cheat sheet for who versus whom. If he or she is the answer to the question, then it's who did it. If it's him or her. And whom did she invite to the party? No. Who did she invite? She invite. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Yep, yep, yep. Nailed it. So, whom did she invite? If it's him or her, then it's to whom? Right? So, who is she? Great. Who is he talking about? No, it's to whom is he referring? He's referring to him. If the answer can be question if the question can be answered with who, it's or with he or she, then you use who. If the question could be answered with he or him or her, then the answer or the question is whom. Probably why a certain sect of Americans think that they them is disparaging or gross or annoying. I wonder uh, if that's what it is. Where you have to be androgynous with your with how you address people. 
<clears throat> I don't know. You know what's funny? Uh, USAA, my bank, has always prescribed my rank to my debit card, and I, hate I would call them and I said, please remove this. It never happened. It went from PFC to sergeant, and then it went from sergeant to mister. Yeah. At this point, it's almost a fucking joke, and I love that. Yeah. They're like, oh, mister. And I was in my 20s, and I was like, man, this is weird. You know what? I'm just going to roll with it. I also don't bank with USA because, no. Yeah. They carry my insurance, and that's it. And if I can find somebody better, I'm, I'm swapping. Let's get into the fun ones. I've got two fun ones, and then one that's going to be a little bit, um, I don't know, one that's like kind of an umbrella term. Uh, first one. Okay. Fascism. Lots of people calling people fascists nowadays. Let's talk about what fascism is. It is a political philosophy. I'm using Merriam-Webster's definition, not any of the other definitions, because the other definitions I found assigned a political ideology to it, uh, being left or right. So this one was at least politically neutral. A political philosophy, movement, or regime that exalts nation and often race above the individual and that stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader, severe economic and social regimentation, and forcible suppression of opposition. I think the term we most hear this in is conservatives are fascist, or Marjorie Taylor Greene is a fascist, or Trump is a fascist. Um, You also hear it with Biden is a fascist, and the American government is fascist, and stuff like that. Um, but there's the full definition of it. I did use an AI chatbot earlier because I thought it was fun to ask them the fascism as a far left ideology. And what I found was very fun between these two is they say, well... It actually contains far-left and far-right ideologies in one thing. So, the it argues that fascism is a far-right ideology, uh, which is the mainstream view among historians and political scientists. However, there are far-left elements, such as belief in government social programs and its opposition to liberal democracy. Thoughts on the term okay. thoughts on the term fascism in today's in today's uh political or just general atmosphere. Uh misusage. Misusage. Basically. Okay. How would you prefer the term be used? I don't know. Uh just as a descriptor for ultra nationalist movements. Ultra nationalist movements. Okay. So we're going yeah like uh, I'm thinking just a us versus them ideology. So we're going with like the straight definition that exalts nation above the individual. I'm looking at city state. Um I do know that there are like the underground movements but I would generally just describe those as 
uh, terrorist networks or criminal gangs. I'm thinking like the neo-Nazi stuff, right? Again, going straight with definition, exalts nation and often race above the individual, and that stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader. What's hey, have you ever heard of the Islamic State? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's really weird, right? Yeah. Um, There's another one. Which the one thing, so the Islamic State fits this almost perfectly. Uh, minus Israel. What's the Fuck, yeah right? But when we talk about like when we talk about the uh, the Nazi hate groups here in America, so let's talk about fuck. What's a big one? Um, one percenters? No, like an actual like people who were. I mean, we know those guys. Okay, are so that was my impression. Heads. They're different than I didn't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm talking about people that are flying swastikas. Like, yes, are the oh, got it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so what's the difference between the swastika and the Confederate flag? Then? Well, let's just stick with the swastika for the sake of this. Well, let's use that as a sure. jumping point. Uh, because if we're going to go directly off of this, it says exalts nation and often race. But but the thing that it doesn't quite fit, which is where I get the like, hey, you know, the far left portion of this, is for a centralized autocratic government. Um, and I feel like a lot of neo-Nazi movements within the United States don't want a centralized government. That's the whole problem is that these, the central government is too big. They have too much control. I don't want to listen to the central government. I just want my ethno-state. And we want to run it ourselves uh, without a centralized government. But it, but then it becomes the issue of this um, like self not self-replicating um, like this, not even self-fulfilling prophecy. What am I trying to say? It becomes a, a feedback loop, right? Of we want to get away with the massive centralized government that the liberals have installed, and then how do we replace it? We install our own government, and what does our own government do? Our own government puts in place all these rules and regulations, which governs everything else directly towards our major beliefs, which then becomes a centralized autocratic government hey buddy just as a quick side note here um i i dropped you a link to definitions of fascism yeah, that on wikipedia one, that one and says by it's the way, a far right um, ideology did you listen to the podcast that lex friedman did with no, no, the no, creator no. of wikipedia no oh what a phenomenal and interesting discussion about etymology really um and what is reportable but um at any rate what were you going to say about this uh wikipedia article here oh that defines it as a far-right ideology which is why i didn't use that definition oh no i just uh under the page that they have over here for definitions they have by encyclopedias which i find interesting by fascists by scholars isn't that interesting so there's all these different descriptors here and at the first um, paragraph of what Wikipedia writes is that what constitutes as a definition of fascism and fascist governments has been a complicated and highly disputed subject concerning the exact nature of fascism and its core tenets debated among historians political scientists and other scholars ever since Mussolini first used the term in 1915. Historian 
Ian Kershaw once wrote that trying to define fascism is like trying to nail jelly to the wall. What do you make of that? That is just the introduction. Yeah, this to is that article or that series of uh, you know uh, descriptors. Who was funny word? Um, Not a funny word. So. Who it wasn't Justice Roberts. It was. Um, it was. Gosh, dang it! Oh, oh. Well, let me ask you this. Hold on a second. You've got I, some notes. I, I, Go ahead. So, uh, Justice Stewart, is that right? Yeah. So, Justice Stewart. So. What I like about that is the uh, it's like trying to nail jelly to the wall. It's akin to Justice Stewart saying, um, "I can't define pornography, but I know it when I see it." Um, this I is, think you're off, but I, mean, I understand what you're saying. So, because it's like this, it, 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 it's this loose. It's not a loose, fluid term, but it's this. It's this undefined amorphous term that keeps being redefined to suit the speaker's needs Uh, MTG will always call Joe Biden and the crime family fascist for trying to implement uh, for trying to implement the LGBTQ plus agenda in the schools left wing left wing activist will always call Trump a fascist for having whatever for having the Proud Boys leader over for dinner at Mar-a-Lago. Right? It's this it's this amorphous gelatinous term that's being used to define whatever the speaker sees fit to describe as fascist. You know what most governments are worried about? I think most governments worry if our nation city-state is good enough to stay in longer. And that is really the only metric. And and that's what matters, I think, to taxpayers. You're like, it, you know, um, at a certain level, do I think America is, is very safe? And I do. I'm not really a big fan of the mass shootings thing anymore, but um, for the most part, I'm like, yeah, America's pretty safe. But what bothers me is I would really, I'm kind of wanting to leave these days because I don't find it to be the same type of America that uh, another generation of Americans grew up with. But the prospects of going somewhere else aren't really all that great. You're like, Europe, great. You've got a refugee crisis, which probably mimics something like a homeless crisis in the United States. You've got far something groups that do horrible things to other people, like you know, shoot up nightclubs or or blow up bombs in in train stations. Um, much like you have mass shootings here, and that's just Europe, man. We haven't even gotten to the other places. You know, like you could be in. China, which, you know, describes itself as being communist, but is probably more fascist, you know, just like this totalitarian, authoritarian situation. 
right? Yeah. So that, yeah, that was a good word you used. That was a good word you used there. The authoritarian. Which one? Authoritarian, because that it it seems yeah, that it's, it's Big Brother. Well, that's the uh, basically the only thing that anybody can agree on when defining a fascist regime is that is an authoritarian form of government. However, so this goes back to sure. the this goes back to the um, all Mustangs are Fords, but not all Fords are Mustangs. So all all fascist governments are authoritarian but not all authoritarians are fascist yeah you got me man no, I mean it's that, a weird one yeah so I I like it and I, I agree that that's why I saved these for the end because these actually have conversation behind them um, yes. yeah the Wikipedia stuff's interesting too because they do take a uh, they're just trying to tell you what they're writing a history or graph. That's what that article kind of lines up. They're mm-hmm. like, this is very basic. Here you go. Figure it out. And I, I like that. So, yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, It'll be interesting what they say about these other couple words. Yeah. So let's look at, uh, let's look at Marxism. So my, the reason I want to look at Marxism is because, Socialism. So socialism is any various egalitarian economic or political theories or movements advocating collective or governmental ownership and administration of the means of production and distribution of goods. The government takes your shit and gives it out to everybody, and we socialize it. We all know what socialism is. Marxism is a lot more fun when it comes to socialism. Um, so... The Marxist, ver- let, me, let me just put this one up. Marxism, when Marxism is defined basically as the political, economic, social policies of Marxism, a theory and practice of socialism, including the labor theory of value and several other things. However, the Marxist version of socialism and the definition of socialism are at odds with each other, which is what's really fun. So let me... Holy shit, dude. Some of this stuff I don't even remember, but we've got so many different subcategories here that where do you think it's best to start here? So, like, like, (laughs) how do we shoot an azimuth on such a grand scale because you're like okay cool so is it here's what i want to talk about so why why i think that go for why i think marxism is used horrendously wrong because generally you think like marxism socialism communism those are group lump terms to define people socialism is a stage of society in Marxist theory that is transitional between capitalism and communism and is distinguished by unequal distribution of goods and pay according to work done. So, when somebody defines somebody as a Marxist, they're saying they follow these theories. And then when they turn around and say that they are defined as a... I'm calling them a socialist as well and they're using it they're using it 
in a different in a different definition. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So if you call somebody a socialist, good deal. It means one it means I mean it means like three things. But ideally it means this one thing. If you call somebody a Marxist and a socialist, that is a different version of a socialist than what you mean it to mean. But now we can get back to the uh, the Marxism thing. <laughs> what was your initial take on that? The overview of... There's just a lot. There's a lot. I think we should probably start with where people um, screw this up. Um, what do you, Where do you think we should start with this? So the... The general idea of Marxism is uh, class revolt, right? Class relations and social conflict. Um, it is about societal transformation. It is about making things equal from the bottom up. Um, it is not. It is a. It is a. Um, what do you call it? It is understanding that it is a transformation of an economy from pure capitalism to pure communism, where everything is shared and bringing the classes down at the same level. Okay. That's, that's I think, the initial issue. Um, I think people use the term Marx, Marxism, saying that uh, understanding who Karl Marx is but not understanding what it is I think I think it is being interchanged loosely for for uh, socialism or a socialist or a communist uh, whereas a Marxist is somebody who is trying to advocate socialist change in the direction of communism so, uh, can I start filling in some uh, some of the blanks here? Of course. Great. So, I I pulled up left-wing politics over here on Wikipedia, which is its own unique article with a little widget over here where you can flip from the article or what scholars say to talk, which is Wikipedia ba basically acknowledging that it's a really complicated subject. There are levels of complication I think that's that's a a fantastic idea of just saying, hey, we're posting all of this information, and we're trying to acknowledge to the reader that it's basically up to you to come to your own conclusion. But this is what the scholars say, right? So, left wing politics described as political ideology that supports social equality and egalitarianism, um, and often in opposition to a social hierarchy, right? Um, Left-wing politics typically involve a concern for those in society uh, whom its adherents perceive as disadvantaged relative to others. Uh, so, you know, left-wing politics basically care about people that are disadvantaged um, and they seek to uh, imp improve improve their 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 stature um what about that bothers you 
when we talk about left-wing politics. I'm just curious. Um, None of that bothers me. I'm all to me it, I'm all about just like reading that off it reads like meritocracy. You're like if you're a military soldier and you come in and you do really good, then you climb the ranks. And yeah, it gets political because you know in all clubs there is like hey, we're the cool guys club. It it fucking happens, right? But at some point your merits show. Am I hitting this right? Um, Meritocracy. Yeah. No. I mean, like versus. No. I mean, that's you're. But we all t- we all care about this individual. We still have to invest in him, you know, because we still need him, or or them. Yeah. Um. I I don't disagree with you. I. But I, you know, I, I'm keying in. Obviously, I'm just keying in on keywords that you said which is the focus on like hey we got to take care of the people below us which would be the basis of the basis of the marx the basis of that marxism is you know the identification of the social classes being your proletariat your bourgeoisie uh your peasantry and your landlords um and identifying them and saying we have to raise up the proletariat we have to bring down the bourgeoisie uh the landlords are parasites and we need to look out for the peasants and the farmers. I think that's right. Yeah. I don't really see a mer- yeah. I don't really see a meritocracy in his in his stat in his I'm not I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying that I don't perceive it that way. Um but I don't think we can do this job right I don't, unless I, we all come to the table to do the job right. It's like, you know, I think when that's you see probably Joe's a, out yeah. there cleaning up and then other Joe's are just, like, not cleaning up, you're obviously just not helping contribute to what makes this place better. Yeah. And that's a bigger problem to me. Yeah, but we, also, we can get into you know, the whole, we can get into the whole, I want the benefits of the team, but I don't want to be part of the team. By this definition, it's, it's weird because... These politicians are all handpicked from the top anyway. I mean, both sides of it. So I don't know how it really comes down to left-wing politics, but, I mean, just wanting to invest in the smaller guy, making things a little bit more equal. What's wrong with that? I mean... Or are we looking at the wrong way? I don't then, know. Then you're getting to the then you're getting to the socialism. Then you're getting into the socialism of it's my money and I do with it what I want and my money will not go to the government so the government can help out everybody. Hell, man, I get mad every time I see my taxes come out for sure. There you go. You don't believe in a socialist government. Social reform is not a is not. A thing that you want your taxes to do. I'm well, just kidding. I'm just you know, kidding. If it I'm was just more kidding. social reform and less military industrial complex, I might buy what you're saying. You know what I mean? I, yeah. Like I, 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 we are, dude. That's something me and your we, old man absolutely came to together on. We were like, this is not a true country. Uh, we operating are operating on a free market. We you know? are five to. I'm going to say 
Eh, maybe not five. I'm going to say eight to ten years away from a one trillion dollar defense budget. Eight to ten years, we're we're one trillion dollars. That is reprehensible. Eight to ten years. My guy, that is reprehensible. We're at 780 for fiscal year 23. So uh, I'm going to say fiscal year 24 is about eight. Bro, that's for inflation. Come on. Yeah, I'm going to say fiscal year 24 is about 795. Um, and I'm going to give us 15. I'm going to give us 15 billion every year. Um you know, in ten years, that'd be one point five, which would put us, or uh, one hundred fifty billion, which would put us just over, or just under one trillion. But I also got to count for inflation. So, eight to ten years from a one trillion dollar defense budget. Yep. Silly. Let me get through some socials and do some stuff. Let's start off with our voting. Uh, if you're a registered voter, which everybody should be, because if you don't vote, you can't complain. Um, if you don't vote, you can't complain. Starting out in Alabama, Jefferson County Commission District Number Five on August eighth, special general election runoff. Uh, August eighth in Colorado, Custer County recall election. Michigan, Lansing primary election. Minnesota statewide sta- uh, special municipal elections. Missouri and Cole County is a special election for ballot measures. In St. Louis, special election for ballot measures. In Mississippi statewide, Jonathan, Jonathan. Mississippi statewide primaries, August 8th. Go vote, John. Remind me to go tell him to go vote on Tuesday next week. North Dakota, Williston Public School District has a recall election on August 8th. Uh, Ohio, special elections, and we don't give a shit about Oklahoma. I don't care if they're voting or not. Fuck Oklahoma. No, August 8th, uh, there's a special election in Tulsa. Go vote. Uh, Hit us up on... Send us emails, drunkweekinreview at gmail.com for the old school listeners, pretty little loggers at gmail.com, facebook.com slash drunkweekinreview on Instagram at drunkweekinreview. And we are on X at DWIR podcast because it's no longer Twitter. It's I'm not doing X. porn. I already told you. It's X and threads at drunkweekinreview. Uh, that's it. Uh, should I give out Aaron's phone number in case anybody wants to text him? No, probably not a good idea. Don't. Uh, Aaron, closing comments, closing thoughts. What do you got for this week? Uh, what do you literally have to say, like, about, like, the irony of, like, this podcast? Like, I just, I'm glad that I have a format to bitch about things that (laughs) don't really matter. I agree. Because, like, if I actually cared or literally cared I might dra- uh, dramatically and comedically die <laughs> I was reaching for that one I like it I like it I like it uh, yeah so for all of our Marxist listeners out there go out there and uh, crush the bourgeoisie for all the fascists out there uh, be the jelly that can't be nailed to the wall and continue to redefine it to fit your cause uh, whether it's talking about your enemy or talking about your mother-in-law, just continue to call everybody fascist and just, just define it very, very loosely so it fits whatever your diatribe is at that moment. Uh, all right, without screwing it up, Aaron, take us home. Good night, and we love you. Good night.